0: Welcome back, perfect peeps, to perfect.dev. Today on the pod, we have Facundo Giuliani, and he promised me there's no relationship. So, Facundo no Giuliani, from Storyblock.
1: <laughs> an, another, fa- uh, another Facundo. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I don't know, a Facundo that is related to... Wow, that's pretty good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Facundo is a systems engineer from Buenos Aires, Argentina. He's a full stack developer, and he is the developer relations engineer at Storyblock. And not Storybook, like I messed up on my last Twitter post. My apologies. I I honestly, I think it autocorrected. I don't know. It's probably my
1: fault still. The names are very, very similar. Uh, I mean... You it's got one one
2: extra like one different letter in there, so it's hard to
0: I'm like, oh man, it was such a good tweet right up until that moment.
1: No, no well, edit but button. that was cool. Where's the edit button, Twitter? Can we get an edit button, please? Oh
0: no, we're gonna get so many will, comments. Will Let's they add away. it
1: one day? I mean, will they add it?
0: No, <laughs>
1: probably not. There, there's no plan, right? There, I mean, be there like were a, a lot Twitter of version
0: requests. two that maybe they'll add something. <laughs>
1: Yeah, or probably, I don't know, a, a Twitter pro that you have to yeah. pay for a subscription and you can edit your <laughs> tweets. Right. Oh they
2: do God, have a pro really now. They should add that. Yeah, in. <laughs> maybe they'll let them edit if you pay
1: them.
0: That's right. There you go. <laughs> well, before I, I dive off subject completely into Twitterverse, Fukando, you want to kind of talk a little bit about how you got started in, in development?
1: Sure, sure. Well, um, I live in Buenos Aires. Argentina uh I'm I'm from there I mean I, I've always lived in the same city um at high school I started I started to study um development um it was uh, like like an informatics oriented high school at that moment um well I had my my previous uh, I took my previous steps uh with Visual Basic 6 I don't know if you know uh probably you, you know it
0: I haven't written VB in many, many years, so I don't even know. Okay, okay.
1: No, no, I ask because I I don't know. sometimes I I talk about Visual Basic Six and or Visual Basic itself. And and people like look at you like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) But I mean I've
0: seen some mean macros written in it still, so
1: Yeah, well, (laughs) exactly. Um, but, well, I mean, th- those were my first steps with, with the programming, with development. Um, when I finished the high school, I, I entered to the, to the college, to the university. I studied systems engineer. Um, in the meantime, I-, I was working as a developer for different companies. Um, uh, my, pre- my first job was um, related to Visual Basic 6. I mean, that, that was where I nice. used, but I started to, to work with backend uh, technologies I started to use uh, .NET Framework and newer versions of of the same platform. Um, But I also work with other technologies, um, probably full stack, let's say. I mean, I work with front-end technologies, with back-end technologies. But I've always worked as a developer or, let's say, development-oriented positions. And, well, probably it was... During the last two years or so, I started to get more engaged with the community to talk with other people that were generating content and creating content and sharing that with the community, uh, talking at events, virtual events or in person and et cetera. And I started to to feel like I wanted to to do that. I wanted to share, uh, I don't know, to learn something new and share that with other people um, to work with Projects or test projects or frameworks or tools and share that with other people and etc. And I came up with this concept of development relations or, or developer advocacy, developer um, yeah, developer experience—different names that yeah. depending so on the, names uh, is this. <laughs> exactly depending on the organization you you talk. I mean, we are talking all, all the all the organizations are talking about the same, but probably giving the positions a different name. Exactly. Um, but but that was something new for me. I I don't know um, here in Argentina or probably in Latin America in general, it's not so common all this area about development advocacy or development relations. Um, and the people that I know that work uh, in positions related to this area are working for companies from other countries. So, uh, I mean, I didn't hear about that um, until a couple of, of years. And, well, I started to talk to different development, uh, developer relations engineers about you know, what they do in the daily work and, and, and what was Uh, that about and etc and i started to to get interest about uh this kind of task these kind of positions and i said okay let's jump and see and well an opportunity appear and now there is like since june 1st i'm working at storyblock as a developer relations engineer So it's like three months, probably, almost. Yeah. And well, super exciting. I mean, uh, a new experience, new task. Um, I mean, very different to what I used to do in my uh, daily work for the last almost 15 years. So a new experience. Yeah. Can we break? Sorry. Were
2: you looking for a developer relations role in different areas of technology or are you focused on CMSs in general?
1: I mean, I was interested in in general in the development, uh, in developer relations position. Um, The headless CMS is a a concept or products that I used during the the past months because, um, in this uh, quest of knowing or learning new things, I Mm. I started to learn and to read about the concept of the Jamstack, uh, new frameworks, new tools, and technologies that are being used. Uh, to create uh, web applications, and um, I mean, between these tools, one of them are are the headless CMSs, and I mean, I knew Storyblock before joining the the company. I used Storyblock before joining the company, and I've used other uh, headless CMSs, and I mean, I, I knew the concept. I knew how to use it, probably, or how you could include a headless CMS to your projects but my quest of uh, looking for a developer relations uh, position was not focused on a, a headless CMS. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I started sure. to, to see and, and and to talk about, uh, to talk with organizations about that, that kind of work, let's That's say. That's
2: good too. I'm just, I'm always curious because some people like use something beforehand and end up getting into a job because of the work that they did before. So I was just curious.
1: No, no, sure, sure, sure. In fact, um, the head of the area of developer uh, relations in Storyblock, um Samuel, I, I think that he started like that, like using uh, so frequently the product that he ended up being the, the developer relations, the, the head of developer relations at the company.
0: Yeah. Nice. No. I, I'm kind of curious, you, you said for a minute there, like it, it was a, a difference than your engineering job. Can you kind of explain for those like myself, interested in being developer relations or developer advocates, um, what that looks
1: like for day in, day out? Sure. Well, um, speaking about what I do, a dev- developer relations engineer, let's say, um, mm-hmm. what I try to do is to to create content or generate content that I can share with the community focused on developers um, to engage or, or to get um, benefits from the product that the, the company in this case uh, creates or, or, I don't know, offers the services that the company offers. So for instance, um, if you are working on uh, projects or, or products and, and you are evaluating um, I don't know, options on on how to manage the backend of your application or different options of headless CMS. Probably the idea is to uh, offer the developers uh, the various resources that they can use to learn how to, Get advantage of story block features for the projects uh, I don't know give talks at events, tutorials, articles. get feedback from the developers and from the users to communicate to the development team uh, of the company to i don't know probably to improve something from mm-hmm. the product or an issue that is not working and trying to like to engage with the community uh, or or the Audience, let's say, which in this case sure. are developers, and get the feedback uh, from them to um, like to to feed the the, the company or or what um, could be the priorities to work or what to uh, fix, what could be improved from the service and etc. and and I think that's why it's called developer relations, right? Because you have to uh, relate with. Uh, developers and and, and be in contact with them and uh, I don't know uh, uh, it's something that I'm enjoying I'm really enjoying but again depending on the company or the organization they name the the positions in a different way right
0: yeah so instead of like Getting tickets and coding all day long and, and kind of maybe working in an agile practice. You're kind of working day in, day out, um, talking with users and kind of getting that feedback and then somewhat applying those features back to Storyblock in a, in a way and doing lessons and all that fun stuff. Sounds awesome. Exactly.
1: Yeah. No, no. I, I mean, I like it. Uh, probably no, yeah. not everyone likes it, but I enjoy doing this. Uh, it's, a, it's a great experience and, and I'm enjoying it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, for instance, uh, the day after tomorrow, I will be talking uh, at that event, React Finland. And well, again, presenting um, how, how you can get advantage of a story blog to create your sites and et cetera. And after that, probably getting the feedback from the, the audience of the event and communicate that to the team and, um, Yes. I mean, I've been a developer for 15 years, probably, uh, and it was like coding all day, uh, which is fine. I mean, I I, I enjoy doing that and and I really like it, but I wanted this change and I'm like, I am coding, but not that much now. I'm probably focusing on other tasks now.
0: Yeah, I feel like if you like talking with people and just kind of talking in general, like it's a, a natural fit, which I think you obviously show um, that you do. So it's it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So enough, enough <laughs> grilling you. This isn't, this isn't an interview. I feel like it's coming across that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so to dive a little bit into Storyblock, you kind of mentioned like headless CMS and that sort of thing. I'm going to I'm going to bring up just for the people on, on the YouTube side or whatever you might be visually looking at this, uh, Storyblocks main site. And we can chat about that a little more. So sure. here, is, here is Storyblock. Do you want to just give the like a little bit of spiel on what Storyblock really is?
1: Yes, so uh, Storyblock is a headless CMS uh, for the people that is not fully related to, to or, or is not familiar with the concept. Um, CMS, a content management system, is a platform or an application that you can use to create content and manage it uh, for your application. Uh, Probably you have heard about WordPress, which is uh, a CMS that is used uh, in, I don't know, the 80% of the sites (laughs) that are living nowadays in the the web. Um, The concept of headless CMS um, comes from separating the presentation layer which would be the head in this case uh, from the back end of the application so you can generate the content um, not forcing the developers to use a particular um, technology a particular framework a particular approach for the front end of the application this uh, brings uh, several uh, benefits let's say like, for instance, being able to use the programming language that you want, um, using the frameworks that you want, the deployment, um, how to say, strategy that you want. But also that you can generate or create the content once and use it in different channels to use it, uh, for instance, in mobile applications, in, I don't know, uh, smart devices like Alexa from, from Amazon, for instance, and um, so I think that that's possible because you are separating the backend where you generate the content from the presentation layer of that content. I, I mean, you create the entities, you create the components, you organize the, the content as you want, and you are not forced to do that in a certain way, uh, depending on the presentation that, that you want to use. Um, yeah. In in the case of Storyblock itself, it's a headless CMS that uh, it has... I would say two main features or or two things that um, are the most powerful uh, feature of the product. One is that the content is organized in a componentized way, let's say, um, so you can create components with components inside of them following probably the approach of the atomic design, in this case, that you can have components with components inside of it, and that lets you organize the, the, the content that you are creating in a certain way that you can use in your applications after that. And probably the, the, the main feature of StoryBlock is the visual editor that allows you to have a, um, a real-time preview of uh, how the content is going to look like in case that you create uh, a web application or, or a website. Mm-hmm. So... Um,
0: yeah, yeah, I know you talked about Wordlet or WordPress a little bit. Um, if we could compare Storyblock to, say, like a Sanity IO product, um, where, where Sanity is kind of like you have your own hosted version of that admin interface, uh, Storyblock is actually hosting that side of it for you in their studio, right?
1: Yes. Kind of yes. I mean, bit? Storyblock has an application that uh, you create and manage your content, but it is I mean, the database, let's say, is managed and stored by Storyblock and you can connect to it using the APIs that Storyblock offers. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we have a, a REST API that you can use or a GraphQL API in case that you want to use GraphQL. That was going to be my uh, next question. <laughs> if it supports a GraphQL. Well,
2: if how you get that data back. So you said that it's not specific to any framework, so you could use it in React, you could use it in Svelte or Vue or any of the other frameworks out there. So I was wondering how you get that data back. So you have the option of doing GraphQL or REST.
1: Exactly. I I mean, uh, there's an API that you can call, you can consume the content from there. We also have some SDKs uh, for many technologies, I would say, to make the work easier, uh, in case that you're, for instance, if you go uh, to surfblog.com technologies, uh, well, or you, you click on technologies there, but um, we have like different guides or, or like technology hubs where you can find tutorials, you can find blog posts, you can find uh, code samples, projects, etc., that you can use. And SDKs that you can um, use for different frameworks. We, we have for Next.js, uh, um Angular, Gatsby, um, spelled uh, ASP.NET in case that you are from the same background <laughs> that I come from <laughs> and you want to use it for your ASP.NET core applications. But in case that you don't want to use that or, or, or probably, I don't know, you're using a technology that we don't have an SDK for, you can connect as any other uh, software as a service API, let's say.
0: Cool. Yeah, that helps. Um, I know like Sanity has their oh, I'm gonna mess up the name. They have their Grok language, so is it transportable something? I can never remember. Anyways, they they yeah, store yeah. a lot differently. Language. What sorry, what was that?
1: No, the the language, the query language that they yeah. have.
0: Yeah, I was yes. trying to remember like when you when you put things in like a block like this, um the actual block of content is stored differently in their database where it represents um, like this is a bold type of piece of content and things like that. Is that somewhat how it's stored in Storyblock or is it just raw data that goes in there? You, you okay. kind of talked about those components. Can we break that down a little bit?
1: Yeah, sure, sure. So if you go, well, for instance, you are now in the in the application itself uh, yeah. let's say where you can create spaces we link spaces to project like if you're working on a project you will have a space to uh, manage all the content for that project you can create a new one or you can create for instance in this case a demo i i will recommend you to yeah. play with, with the demo because it will show uh, if you click there oh. um, <laughs> okay. no no because i mean this is I won't spoil we probably we'll talk about this later but we are working on a version 2 of the of the project and we will have the possibility to name the demo uh, space but the thing is that I, I wanted to to point the demo application because w- you can see uh, the visual editor which is I think the the main part of Storyblock application and the and the place where the content creators and content editor will spend the most of their time and what you have there are components. I, I mean, the, the way of organizing the content in a story block is the reason of the name. We have stories, uh, which are, I don't know, pages, let's say, like uh, a blog post type story, uh, home page type story, um, not necessarily linked to a, a visual representation, but that's probably the easiest way to, to relate the concept. Sure. And then you have blocks that are components of those stories, story block, and, and you can have blocks with blocks inside of them and etc. And that's the way uh, that you can use to organize um, the content that you create and, and, and you generate. If you see this demo uh, application, for instance, there is a page with different, uh, with, in the structure you have different blocks and you can put other blocks inside of it or, or um, I don't know, create different types of, of blocks. I mean, this is a demo space, but you can create the the type of blocks that you want, the type of, of stories that you want. And the cool part is that the URL that you are seeing there is a demo application that StoryBlock created to display for this demo space. But cool. the thing is that the... the the cool part is that you will link StoryBlock application to your application. So you will put there, I don't know, localhost 3000 if you're using uh, a local, uh, uh, I don't know, application using React, for instance, or you can point to an staging environment or testing environment or development environment. And you can see the content that you are creating in StoryBlock and how it will look like when you d- deploy it to, to production in your Real application, let's say. Cool. So, since you do
2: the atomic design methodology, are these components uh, able to be reused easier? Is that kind of the idea behind it from the beginning as you create these components and then you can reuse them throughout the site?
1: Yes, yes, that, that's the idea. Uh, we can go uh, there to another part uh, and, and show you how you can create components that you can like that. reuse yeah. and nest them in other components. Uh, but yes, I, I mean, that, that's the idea and the main idea to reuse these components that you are creating and not having to redo everything for each page that you are creating. And it makes
2: it more consistent. I like that a lot.
1: Exactly. So, for instance, if you go there, the, the cool part also of the visual editor if, is that if you click, for instance, in, in any button or any paragraph there, okay. you will get the information in the right hand side uh, and you can edit that and, and you can see like live the, the content being changed. Like if you click there and you and you change that text, for instance, you will see that in the visual editor that it's changed and you are seeing how it will look like without having to save or publishing anything. And and that's probably the cool part. I mean, you as a content editor or or content creator, you don't have to affect the deployed version of your application to create content and see how it will look like. And you don't have to, let's say, bother the developers to do a, <laughs> a, a release to see okay I, i'm creating a blog post let's say uh, i need to deploy it to testing to see how it looks and if it's okay we can deploy that to production that can be everything done from the inside of story block application i mean you have the save button where you can create a draft version of your story or and, and, and the content that you created and now that you have the draft version, if it's okay, or I, I don't know, you can create a workflow, for instance, of approval that you have different persons that can approve that draft that you created and et cetera. You click the button publish that calls a webhook uh, that is configured in your, um, let's say, content delivery or content integration service. Mm-hmm. You execute the build and there you go. You have the, the blog post live in your site without having to touch anything from the development side, let's say.
0: That's really cool.
2: That is um, really powerful that you could like save it as a draft and then allow other teams to see it and then use a webhook. And I, if I understand correctly, the webhook could even go to like a testing deployment instead of the main build, and then you could push it if changes needed to be made from there. So I really like that
1: flow. Exactly. And not only that, if you click on the button that is at the left, exactly that one, uh, you create there, and Storyblocks generates a URL that you can share with uh, other teams or other members of of the team, and you can see how the page will look like without having to publish, without having to, to, I mean, to do any kind of deploy.
2: I like that a lot
1: what what you have to consider is to save because you have to generate the draft version which it, which will be uh, consumed from the API but uh, if you see how the API is delivering the content that is created is using json nested objects inside json depending on the components that you use depending on the blocks that you used and um, well probably the idea is to make the work easier for the developers but also for the for the content editor or, or the content creator to have the chance to see how the the content would look like, right? I mean, if you put the form only uh, mode, like like you were doing, you probably that's the default view that you will have in other uh, CMSs or headless CMSs. Like you fill the 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 different fields, and and well, you save, and then you have a new yeah. story, you have a new page, etc. But having the possibility to visually see how uh, how it will look like when you deploy it, I I, I don't know. I think that it's an um, added value that, that is cool how for you, content creators.
2: How do you think that JSON object is for the developers? So with Sanity, if you move around a block, it can mess the JSON object up. And so the content on the page could not render correctly because something got moved by the person that you handed off to. So how does this like structure the content to make sure that it's rendered correctly on the front end side?
1: Yeah, is is there a way to preview the JSON in here? Yes, if you go to the the arrow that is at the right of publish, you have there draft JSON and publish JSON. We have version one and version Ah. two Ah. are different parts of uh, seeing the, the... the, the same content, how it's organized, but you can you have the possibility to uh, see the the draft version of the content that you created and the production or published version of that JSON. Um,
0: I'll go. I'll go install my plugin again. Uh, I was going to say you need
2: to get a plugin for JSON. Yeah. I know. I, 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 I had to
0: uh, take it off because of uh, issues. What it's <laughs> Uh, I'll add that extension while we're chatting some more. Um, so <laughs> it, it seems like it's it's very similar um, to a lot of the headless CMSs, but the nice part is that visual aspect. Is there a way to have your own styling placed into that visual preview so
1: you're almost
0: seeing what will come out on your website?
1: Yes. So what you use in the visual editor is... Um, Like what you are editing is this JSON object that is delivered to your application. The style that you use depends on you. I mean, if you want to use Tailwind CSS to define the styles of your application, uh, you define that in your application and then you consume the JSON and display that depending on what you code it.
2: So I think you'll see whatever you code up after, if you pulled that into your code base and you styled it, that would look like whatever you coded. Exactly. I I I was just wondering,
0: can can you impact the visual preview at all? Excuse me. Yes, yes.
1: I I mean, so what you are seeing now is a a testing application that is living, that storyblock created. Mm -hmm. Um, What you will see is, your application. I mean, you will see there your application. So for instance, if you want to customize each block like at the detail level, you can do that depending on how you define your components. For instance, if you, now you selected a call to action. If you go to the right-hand side, you will see that there is a tab there that says styles. Okay. And those are predefined styles that the creator of the demo space in this case, uh, block team, define that, okay, uh, I, I will give the, the, the content creator the possibility of justifying the text, or of changing the padding, of changing the, the width, and et cetera. Mm-hmm. But those are details that are being returning in the JSON object that your application is consuming. So what you have to do is in the in the front end of your application, you will grab those details and you will say, okay, the content editor said that... Uh, um, he wanted the background in black in this in this component. So I'm grabbing the that uh, property from the JSON object, and I'm setting that as a background color of my block, for instance. So they so, can set
2: the styles in like the GUI part, but you would have to grab it in the JSON. What if you wanted to style it yourself in the code? Would that push up to the preview version? I think that's yes, what yes. It was
1: asking yes it will I mean the, this okay. customization this is styling is because the
2: styles
1: you don't have to use I okay. mean the the, the the team that created this demo space wanted to do this in in this way. Yeah, uh, you can set like say okay all the blocks are going to follow this pattern and this style and that's something that you can't change and it's okay. I mean that that depends on you and and what you need and the probably the, the flexibility that you want to offer to the content editors. Okay.
2: Awesome.
1: In fact, sorry, if you go to the to the previous uh screen um If you go to the left-hand side menu, you will see that there's one that says components. So there, you have the possibility to create and edit the components that you want to use in your stories. Uh, You have two columns there. One says content type and the other one says nestable. The content types are are the stories uh, or the structure of the stories. And nestable are the components that you are going to use inside your stories and that can be nestable. table I don't know what's the word but you got the idea (laughs) so so there you can uh, configure uh, for instance if you go to the page or the feature you say okay this component will have these fields we have these properties we'll have these tabs with these details that can be used or that can be sort of defined by the user and depending on that you will consume uh, those fields and, and, and those properties in your application.
0: Cool. Yeah, that's really great. Um, so if we we're to compare this to like, and I'm just throwing out popular ones to see what catches, uh, like Dato CMS, uh, um, I just lost the contentful is, is probably the, the biggest one. Um, would you say there's anything lacking at this point since it's such a new or newer product, um, like from like user roles or workflow or anything like that, or it's pretty much ready for prime time?
1: I think it is ready. I, I mean, I would have to uh, probably, that's a good question. I would have to think about that probably. Sure. When, I, um, do, I don't mean to put you get on it. the spot. <laughs> no, like, no, 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 no. But it's a good question. Uh, I, I think that the, pro- I mean, nowadays there are like big projects using block big organizations okay. and companies using StoryBlock. So uh, it's, it's a product kind of new, let's say, uh, but um, I think it's ready. I, I would have to evaluate like all the features from other headless CMSs and compare that to StoryBlock to say, hey, probably StoryBlock is missing this or that. But sure. I, I think that it, it's a matter of the, the user experience of the, the person that is using StoryBlock of the, I, I don't know, the, the needs that you have in your project. Um, well, I mean, when you are evaluating different alternatives, you have a lot of uh, things to, to, to put on the table, the pricing, the different tiers that you have, uh, yep. the bandwidth that is uh, allowed for your projects, the space if you want to upload uh, static assets that you want to use in your projects and et cetera. So those are things that you will probably evaluate, right? Yep, absolutely.
2: How manage those user roles. How many people get access to edit and things like that?
1: Cool. So, um, depending on the on the plan that you are using uh, of Storyblok, you can define different user roles, and you can um, I don't know group the the users in these roles that you are creating, and you can say, okay, for instance. Well, one thing that I forgot to, to mention or, or to show is that the content in Storyblock is organized in a hierarchical way. I mean you can create folders and put the stories inside those folders and then create folders inside of them and etc. and then you can uh, set like access levels. Depending on the the folders, like, I I don't know, for instance, you can say, Brittany, I want uh, you, if you log in and you use the application, I want you to access to this folder, this folder, and this folder, but not to this one. And depending on those roles, you can handle the security there, you can set the workflows and say, okay... Uh, this person is allowed to publish uh, stories to production this person is only allowed uh, to create new stories and save the draft the draft version sorry and the the i mean you have the possibility of creating these uh user roles really
2: well laid out and thought out to a very fine yes and
1: and you can also the i mean Well, there are a lot of features, but one of them is creating multi-languages sites or or localized sites. And you can say, okay, this user can translate this content. This user uh, is not allowed to translate this. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, when when you want to customize, you, you can go very deep, let's say. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I know in, in the advanced plan, $12 a month, um, there's unlimited roles and custom roles. So it becomes pretty powerful pretty quickly for not a ton of money.
2: That's what I was going to say. That's really inexpensive compared to yeah. some of the ones out there.
0: Yeah, I know it's yes. up to 60 users at that point too, which is, yeah. it's a that decent is. sized company at that point. So,
1: awesome. and, yeah. and what is cool is that... Um, I think that from the first uh, from the first plan, let's say, you have uh, unlimited space to upload your static assets. If you want to use video, images, PDF files in in your application, you can upload them to to StoreBlock CDN with unlimited space. You have unlimited. Um, Unlimited components that you can create, unlimited stories. There's no limit there, no matter the, the plan that you are using of, of the product. So, is there that, any that's, integration that's cool. with
2: like Cloudinary or other uh, media libraries?
1: Yes, we have a, a, an integration that you can use in case that you want to, to use Cloudinary to manage your, awesome. your data or, or your image and video instead of using Storyblock CDN. Um we we have also an image service that you can use to like to edit or, or to, I don't know make changes to the images that you are saving in Servblock CDN to consume them in a different way uh, just sending some parameters on the URL like Claudinary does too yeah um, but yes, I mean we have an integration. you have the possibility of using other uh, applications that are created to expand the behavior of your space let's say you
0: you talked a minute about storyblock cdn there can you describe or is there a a link i could go to to look at kind of what the cdn looks like for storyblock
1: yes i think there was a a link i don't remember it exactly but um yeah I'll search for um, it. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, that's okay. I, I, I mean, we have the, the CDN. I, if you search for CDN in StoryBlog main page, you, you will see it because... Um,
2: While you're looking for that answer, too, I had one thing. I do a little bit of e-commerce work. So I saw that you say the new era of e-commerce CMS on the site. So what makes that specific to e-commerce? What's the special thing for e-commerce that you provide?
1: Uh, we have some integrations with uh, big commerce, with Shopify, that you can use in your space. Um, there are a couple of cool tutorials that you can see and videos on how to link your Headless CMS space with uh, an e-commerce platform. And we are working on more integrations with with other uh, e-commerce platform providers. Uh, that I, I mean, I, I don't know. I really like the the jamstack, and, and I enjoy working with it. So, uh, I think it's very, very cool. I mean, creating a platform without having to worry about reinventing the wheel to create an e-commerce platform or to handle the content that you want to use in your, in your websites. So,
2: uh, yeah, I I don't know. I'm very interested in these things that are bringing it back together. We've talked about this a few times where the Jamstack is great because it offers you the best in class for these things that you can get whichever you want, but more like it's getting harder to bring it together to where you have one place you can go and edit your content. So I I applaud that you guys are using those integrations to kind of bring it to one place.
1: Yes. Uh, Yeah. I can share with you probably later uh, a link um, with, we have some guides and tutorials, but there is a video of previous talk that we presented in other events where uh, we show how to use, for instance, Shopify or Big Commerce with Storyblock, and you can handle the products that you create in the e-commerce platform from the inside of StoryBlock and, and create a you like know a carousel to, to display the products or create a product details page or something like that.
2: Yeah.
0: Cool. Um, yeah, I found the little CDN and, and so there's a whole article that uh, talks about kind of the the China and the great wo- the great firewall that they have to deal with. And yes. So it looks like you guys are are backed by AWS um and, and kind of using CloudFront for the CDN side of things. So I'll throw a link yes. in there because I know we're we're getting tight on time, but I think overall this looks like an amazing product. And I would have to agree, like I I, I don't see why you couldn't use this for production the more I dig in. It it yeah. looks fantastic. <laughs> so it's it's very cool to check that out. Um Um, Quick pivot here, but I think it's time to do our perfect picks, if you guys are ready. We're ready. I am.
1: Okay. I think you're up first. Cool. So, um, yeah, I wanted to pick this uh, course, let's say, just JavaScript. Um, I read that a couple of weeks ago, probably, and I think it's super cool because it's a brief tutorial, course let's say i mean it's a reading course not, not video but it made me think uh, probably the the fundamentals of javascript from a different point of view or a different approach and that was super interesting so i, I really recommend that probably uh, it's more focused uh, on people that is uh, taking the first steps into the, the development world but it, it was a very interesting and, and entertainment
2: I did the newsletter one when they were still in beta and it was sent like as a weekly newsletter. I thought it was pretty interesting too.
1: Yes, yes, uh, it is. Um, Well, I I was, I mean, I was receiving the the newsletter at that time too. (laughs) (laughs)
2: I I was
0: going to say, aren't you going to shout out Maggie? Yes,
2: always shout out Maggie. I mean, they're just, she does beautiful work.
0: If (laughs) if you don't subscribe to her newsletter, you should because... (laughs) <laughs> like unpacking how her mind works is incredible <laughs> so that's that's who does the illustrations folks if, if you yeah, missed that yeah. part,
1: cool uh, and they, they are cool i mean you can read it and understand that but having the graphics there it's super helpful so uh yeah i i mean i really recommend that uh is is brief I, I think that they are going to expand the course adding some more material in the future but right now there are like 10 lessons uh mm-hmm. that you can read i don't know um, on a weekend if you don't have many plans sure there you go <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and so it's it's by dan uh i'm gonna screw Abram- up Abram- Abr- abramoff is that Abram- right off. Okay. Yeah. Um, I always mess names up as you guys already yeah. know, but uh <laughs> Dan is uh, a member of the React team and co-author of Redux, as it says on their their uh, page here and, and create React. So between Dan and yeah. Maggie, I think you're uh pretty well set on this stuff to check out. Uh your Thank second you. pick.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not using them right now, but uh, I purchased these uh headphones. And um, it, it was really a surprise. I mean, I, I purchased them because they were uh, with an offer here in Argentina, but also because I had several friends that recommended me them. They have no canceling. They, they have an ambient mode that uh, you can like hear your name where you are. For instance, yesterday I spent the, the whole afternoon riding my bike uh and uh, like with the ambient mode you can i don't know listen to the cars that are going to pass you you, uh, or the people that is walking around the street so you don't uh i don't know you you don't hit the people with the bike
2: (laughs) but besides
1: (laughs) that the the quality of the sound is super cool it has some cool um gestures that you can use to I don't know, increase the volume or change the song that you are listening to. Um, If you are with noise cancelling mode, you can place your hand on the headphone and it's like automatically it uh, turns off the noise cancelling. So if a person is talking to you and you don't hear what the person is saying, you put the hand and there you can listen anything. Um, And well, I I mean, I'm listening to music the whole day. So this was like Actually, um,
0: I think I had the version right before these, or maybe it was these, and they were absolutely incredible. Um, I have a really, really hard time. I overheat all the time. So having over the years, uh, it didn't work out. So I ended up sending them back. But the the audio quality on these were just phenomenal.
1: Yes, yes, they are. They
0: um your third pick which i it might be be, be my favorite pick ever
1: just because of my love for andy and parks and rec sorry <laughs> go ahead probably probably related but yeah i'm a big uh parks and recreation fan uh, i i well i watched the, the whole tv show and i discovered that last week they released the the official album of mouse rat the, the band that uh, Andy, the, the character that was played by uh, Chris Pratt in the in the TV show, um, he had a, a rock band and they released an album that is with very good quality. I mean, I, I think that the the band uh, joined in a, in a studio and and they recorded the the songs because it, it's not like it's recorded from the TV show. It has a real good sound and and you can go to the the different music platforms to to listen to the the complete album, but if not, you can go to the to the page and you have a merchandising that you can purchase.
0: And it appears if you miss a little Sebastian like I do, you can get a T shirt to exactly. represent <laughs> by a thousand candles in the
1: wind, or or, or the cassette, for instance. Yeah. I, I don't know; it's super cool. That's um, great! I love it. Well, that that was something that I used to test my headphones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brittany, you are up next with your first pick.
2: All right, yeah. So I was looking for intros to Storyblock and I saw Scott try Storyblock and always love Scott Talinsky. I subscribe to Level Up Tutorials. Um, so it was just a little brief intro of him trying Storyblock, like seeing what it was like. I think it was in last year. So it's a little old now, but still relevant. So check, check that out. You
0: guys will have to get Scott to do like V2 update.
1: Yeah, we have to contact him.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cool.
1: Your second pick might autoplay.
2: I have, uh, oh no, the autoplay on everything is just, why? But um, (laughs) I've picked Ted Lasso before, but season two is out now and still it is just one of the best shows ever. I cannot end an episode without just a gigantic smile on my face. It goes to the credits and I'm like sitting there, I'm like, why am I still smiling?
1: (laughs) If you don't
0: don't believe us because you like are in episode one or two, keep going because it's just, just
1: It'll shock heartwarming. you. Heartwarming,
2: like, and in yeah. this day and age, like anything heartwarming that makes you smile, like, is just enlightening.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that that's. I mean, that's true, and I don't know. It's, it's fun because, um, well, here in South America, we are almost all the people is a big fan of uh, yeah, soccer exactly. or football, football, depending on yep. how you call it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, the I mean, a friend of mine recommended me the show and he doesn't like football he he said like no watch the show because it's great besides the the main topic let's say and and he was right I, i i mean i i'm really enjoying the the tv show yeah
0: couldn't agree more um my pick for the day i only have one i usually try to do a tech one and something fun and i just have a fun one um we went to respect in the actual theater uh get to go to the theater again which is amazing um and it's all about aretha franklin's career and her childhood and growing up and it was it, it was a tough story to watch definitely um but also amazing she was an amazing amazing person so if you have any interest in kind of that history go check it out it was really cool Absolutely nice
1: super cool the- Kind of
0: I think uh, that wraps us up for this pod, but I have a feeling we're probably going to have to chat again. Once version two is released uh, in full out of beta, because the things that I'm seeing in the beta are pretty incredible.
2: Yeah, I'm like, it doesn't even look like a beta product. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But we can surely talk uh, about the V2 the when it's released to, to the public. Uh, and, Thank you for for the invitation and the possibility of talking here. I, I really enjoyed it, and and yeah, I mean it was great. So re- repeating this will be uh, will be super cool. Well,
2: we awesome. enjoyed having you. Thank you for coming.
1: Yeah, thank you. So much. Thank you very much. Have a great All one. Right. Later. Bye bye.